Welcome everyone to this episode of the Tool Belt Podcast brought to you by Plant Services and today's sponsor, Progressive Reliability. We're here today with Chris Pepin and he's the founder of Progressive Reliability. He's here to talk with us about issues facing the industrial workforce, especially maintenance reliability and some of the key challenges in this market. So Chris, thanks for being on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me here, Thomas. Chris, you founded Progressive Reliability about three years ago. So could you tell me and our listeners a bit about the company, what the core mission is of Progressive Reliability, and why is that mission important in today's industrial market? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for uh, for inviting us here to talk with your audience today. We're really, uh, it's, it's good to be able to share a little bit about what we've learned. Progressive Reliability was really founded through a lot of research in terms of trying to figure out where we could take the best parts of the recruitment business and kind of some of the the assets our teams gathered over the last decade or so. And how can we apply them to the right vertical with the right people with the right missions? And one of the best ways, one of the best things that that we noticed within the maintenance and reliability world is first of all, the amount of respect and camaraderie everybody has for one another. It is, it is a very important, very large, and also a very small business. Uh, everybody knows everybody. And I think the level of, for one, accountability in terms of if you do a good job, you get, you get known pretty quick. And if you don't do a good job, you get known pretty quick. And I think you know, that is a, a terrific double-edged sword to excel in, for one. We really like that piece about the business. But the other thing is, truthfully, just the amount of respect people have for one another. There is, you know, the the types of work, the amount of time people spend together. We've just found that the way folks within the manufacturing world treat one another is infinitely more healthy than what we found in, say, the healthcare or the technology worlds. So that was really, really important is if we were going to apply the methods we've learned over the last uh, last decade in the business of recruiting, we want to make sure that we find the right healthy environment. But the other thing is the tremendous demand of what we're trying to accomplish. There is just not only a long-standing talent shortage going on stemming from the last 30 years, but there's also it's widening. So that just proved to be a really interesting challenge for us to overcome. Every time we speak to a seasoned leader, they want nothing more than to ensure their knowledge is handed off to the next generation. And that's the kind of positive connection we really want to make. Chris, I couldn't agree with you more on the way you characterize this sector of industry. You know, I worked as a contractor for the EPA for 10 years, and I thought those folks were watching each other's backs. But uh, I have not experienced quite the camaraderie like you described until coming into maintenance reliability. It's notorious for people sharing phone numbers at all hours of the night to help people get home safely and fix the assets. Could you talk about some of the key challenges facing this group today and how you see the profession changing over the next, say, five, 10 years? There's a host of challenges that are coming up over the next five, 10 years, and we spend all day on those. We tend to focus on the talent side. And so just out of respect for everybody's time today, I'd like to kind of keep it more in that in that. In that arena, what we're finding is that, of course, a lot of really great talent skills are not necessarily leaving, but transitioning from the market. So a lot of people with the best experience, they may be retiring from the constraints of their normal job, but the other opportunity is 
you know, folks can spend time with their grandkids and still be able to participate. So I think it's it, what looks like a lot of a talent gap challenge and people leaving and people, you know, uh, retiring is more of a shift than it is necessarily a loss. And what we're focusing on right now is how to capture that knowledge base and how to make sure that our clients are able to capitalize on what they have. The other thing is in any transitioning environment, you're going to find that the talent doesn't leave, it migrates. So what we're seeing is companies with the best management, uh, the best training, and the best opportunities, even if they are challenging environments, folks that want to grow are going to go to environments where they can and places where their skills, you know, people who want to grow are going to leave stagnant environments. So whoever can do the best job in terms of managing, grooming, and improving the people who work for them is the environment that's going to win this talent migration. I like those terms like talent migration and talent transition. It's a lot more accurate than just skills gap and retirement gap. What are some of the ways that you and the Progressive Reliability team are getting down there in the weeds with people and and tackling the increasing demands that are being put on such a limited pool of people and experience? A longtime advisor, he uh, he gave me two really great points in terms of what makes him good. He's been a Silicon Valley CEO for years and years and years. He told me a couple of things. For one, you have to know when somebody's telling the truth or not. And you've really got to know what questions to ask. And that only takes about the entirety of a career. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of what we do and what we've amassed internally is, of course, being able to sniff out whether somebody's the right fit, whether they have the right culture. And sometimes we have a lot of, frankly, unconscious confidence there that comes about uh, through experience. But the other thing really, truly is knowing the right questions to ask. And I think the most seasoned in hiring and recruiting and retaining amongst your audience will know that those really great questions that are right for you came about through some difficult days. So I think it's really important to really capture and put together what's best because you can tell people how to hire in general, but to know what's right for them and know how to get to what's right for them, that's where the real secret sauce is. And unfortunately, experience is something that you just can't do quickly. No, that's a really interesting take on, on that specific kind of challenge. I had I haven't heard it phrased in quite that way, but it's a re- very real. You know, we've encountered situations such as, say, first line supervisors not being able to get training immediately. We've seen things like teams who are unfamiliar with managing partners when plants decide to bring on, say, like a third party man- services team to help with maintenance. Beyond that core that you're talking about, the talent transition issue. What are some of the most common challenges that you see your clients facing right now? Again, beyond that immediate transition of talent and skills. There's a couple things that we've come across. The one that's really, sometimes it's tough to see the forest for the trees. And the one big one is just the amount of competitiveness that's going on in hiring outside of your own walls. And so what happens there is, let's put it this way. There's an old saying that, uh, there's an old saying that I know, we're too poor to afford cheap things. And you, know, you just can't buy cheap things that break all the time when, when you're on a short budget. Well, it's the same thing with your time, right? If you're really short on time, you can't afford 
people that don't work. And let me expand on this a little bit. So what happens is hiring managers with maintenance and reliability responsibilities are super taxed for time as is. They're resource constrained. That's why they're trying to hire more people. There's fires to put out all the time as they're doing the reliability journaling journey. And then they have to interview people and invest in people that they may not wind up hiring. That's frustrating. And we totally empathize with the situation going on there. Unfortunately, what happens though, is when you're trying to compete for a really great person and you cancel or move that interview two or three times, you are going to lose them. And you're also not showing the kind of amount of time that, you know, that they need and they require for their skills and what they bring to the table. So what happens is a lot of times people will shoot themselves in the foot by needing to cancel or move or push or not really getting that interview done right. They wind up with the person that works through that broken hiring system and then have to expend 10 to 20 times as much investment in getting that wrong person up to speed on the other side of hire. So it's it's this really, it's a vicious cycle, right? Versus the virtuous cycle, which would be invest clearly in what you need to do, have a, just take a breather and really understand what the priorities are for you and your organization. And then executing on those and being willing to invest in getting that right person up front, it makes the back end infinitely better. And that kind of ties back into the, yeah, we're too broke to have cheap things. And you sometimes if you're tight on time, you cannot afford uh, a cheap process. So one of the other really important things that I think a lot of companies miss is when you're short on time, you have the opportunity to rent somebody else's. So everybody's trying to compete to get that right next hire. And what's happening, the, the silver lining we see in this like I said, talent transition, whereas everybody's talking about aging out, losing the workforce and everything else, and you know all the skills are going away. Well, there's so many folks that want the time, the flexibility with their grandkids, but are so passionate about what they do. They love to do what they do. They want to be able to still be in the game. I mean, you know, everybody sits around and talks about war stories about what they did, problems they overcame, challenges they made, made it through, right? Well, there's a tremendous opportunity to take these people and to take all this great knowledge that may be sitting just outside of a full-time job and augment who you have. So you can bring somebody on for three months or six months, get caught up on your packed up PMs, as well as make sure that their knowledge transfer takes place into your team. So even though people are leaving their organization, they're able to reach four or five organizations within a year because the time can be blocked out differently. And a lot of knowledge transfer can take place and spread. This is the one really important thing we want to participate in is the spreading of knowledge that even though people may be leaving a full-time career, they still have all of that knowledge base that they want to make sure happens because it was so hard fought. There's nothing better than seeing the next generation take on the career that you invested so much in and care so much about. Chris, I wanted to ask you a question about the projects that your team is specifically working on. What are some of the challenges that you see in project on the job with your clients these days that they're facing? Yeah, so we've actually been getting a little more specific because obviously talent recruiting is a is a really broad thing. We're seeing a lot of opportunity coming up right now within MRO. So we've got several projects in the pipeline in terms of helping to get that, helping to get the MRO side of the house cleaned up. You know, we call it cleaning out the garage. So we'd like to really, and that is just a, a real light way to put what it is, but we've got a tremendous amount of partnerships there. Continuous improvement is becoming more and more 
popular by the day, and, and rightly so, as well as, frankly, due to last year's shutdown, this is the 2020-2021 issue, there are a lot of backed-up PMs. And that's where our subject matter experts are really important because not only can you bring somebody in on a short-term basis to get you caught up, but they can also make sure that all of their skills and experience are transitioned to your team. So like we say that knowledge transfer, that knowledge share can take place. You can get caught up and also your team can get better wisdom and better experience shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, I mean, what a great loan for PM optimization efforts in general. As long as they're backing up, let's let's clear it out the garage and see what we need and see what we don't. Yeah, and, and weirdly enough, last year, a lot of companies uh, in a knee-jerk reaction handed out some early retirement packages. And uh, we're, I mean, there are just a lot of tremendously talented people that have come out of that who are, you know, made it about six months into retirement and they're ready to go again. So that's uh, that's the kind of people we've been working with this year. And it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a really interesting silver lining. Chris, we've talked before about some of the partnerships that you and the Progressive Reliability team have built that are outside of the immediate maintenance world, but which still help drive your, your company's mission. One of the primary examples is the relationship you built with Operation New Uniform, but I believe you're on the board. Uh, can you talk about some of those relationships and projects and, and how you bring that knowledge into your mission? So one of the most important things you can do as you grow is, you know, pay attention to those who can grow along with you. It's it's one of the most valuable parts of any journey. And so right at the get-go, we've been involved with an organization known as Canines for Warriors that's based here in Jacksonville. And where we are, there are a lot of, they're known as VSOs, veteran service organizations. Uh, Wounded Warrior Project is actually based here. I used to work in the same building as them. So there's, these, there's this tremendous knowledge base in town around veteran service. And through a relationship with canines and working with them initially, we got introduced to Michelle, the founder of ONU. Operation New Uniform specializes in working with transitioning veterans to make sure they have the right interview and soft skills required for a job in, you know, I guess we'll call it the private sector. So having been in, you know, having over a decade of recruitment experience and, and having worked with hundreds and thousands of people in, in acquiring a new job, I thought it would be a perfect fit to take our knowledge base from progressive reliability and apply it within this organization. And, and as you mentioned, we were fortunate enough where a board seat opened up and, and they let us join along. And, and it's just been great being able to participate in their curriculum, being able to participate in teaching uh, some part of the coursework. And, and I just think they're a fantastic organization doing a lot of good work for people who deserve it the most. Let me ask you a final question, and we'll wrap back around to the issue of job hunting and hiring. Um, you have helped me approach this issue from both sides of the coin and involve hiring teams more into the discussions I have with people. So let me ask you the question back. What do you think is most important for job seekers to know about the current marketplace? And what do you see as most important for hiring teams to know? Well, we covered with hiring teams, especially direct hire, uh, the competitive nature and just knowing that you have to compete. Really, you're competing on time. Forgive the sales analogy, but we have a saying, time kills all deals. If you have a really good person on the line, and you take too long, just you lose the momentum and, and you know, that sense of urgency is really important. You can't rush it either, of course. You have to really make sure that both, both parties are doing their due diligence. But on the job seeker side, 
it's equally important to take a moment and really reflect on what has and hasn't worked in the past and ensure you're driving towards the right balance between challenges, opportunities, and assets. So remember, there's way more good jobs than there are good people. So truly understanding the right environment to grow your skills and experience is a genuinely important differentiator for everyone involved once you get on the other side of that job wall. Well, Chris, every time we talk, I learn a ton, and today is no exception. I want to thank you for being on this episode of The Tool Belt. Well, thanks for having me, and I, I really hope you and your audience uh, could learn just a little bit. We really appreciate the opportunity to speak with your audience, and uh, again, just thank you so much for your time. And for those listening, thanks for following us all the way through here. Yeah, and for those who are listening, um, information about Progressive Reliability is in the podcast notes. We'll put their URL down there, as well as the uh, website for Operation New Uniform. So until the next episode, thanks everyone for listening. 